Welcome to the Flourishing Together podcast, where we consider journeys of hope and stewardship in education. Each episode, I'm joined by colleagues in the world of education to explore a different topic, where I'll be asking for their wisdom and their top tips. Thank you for journeying with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Flourishing Together podcast, where we reflect on shared journeys of hope and stewardship in education. I'm Ryan Parker, the RE and Christian Ethos Advisor in the Diocese of St Albans, and we're continuing our travels today into the world of spirituality and spiritual development in schools. Walking with me today is Bill Moore. Bill, hello. So good to see you. Lovely to see you as well, Ryan. (laughs) So, Bill, we've known each other for for many years. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself and and who you are and what you do? Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, My name is Bill Moore. I'm uh, an RE advisor and consultant, and I support three SACRES. Um, I was a secondary RE teacher for a number of years. Um, And, uh, well, RE is my passion. RE and SMSC, they're my passions. Fantastic. Oh, thank you so much, Bill. I'm really thrilled that you are able to join us for the podcast. Um, and to give a little bit of context to this episode, um, I'm mindful. So I work predominantly supporting Church of England schools mm-hmm. and church schools have been doing some really rich thinking, particularly over the last few years, around what is spirituality and what do we understand by spiritual development. And one aspect in the Symes evaluation schedule was just this sentence about how is a school understanding spirituality as distinguishable from moral, social and cultural? Um, and I think it's a it's a really valid question. I think it's a really mm. rich vein. And I had this Always. kind of in my head, um, you know, churning away, thinking as as I do. And we, we both went to an RE conference in Milton Keynes last year and you articulated your view of this I thought I've got to get you on the podcast to to share this with you so um first of all I'd just like to to ask as I have done um other podcast contributors I wonder what is your understanding of spirituality Bill? (laughs) Thanks Ryan (laughs) well I suppose the first thing that I and this is very much a personal um, a, a personal view in education, all right? So there's nothing theological here or, or anything like that. Um, I'd say that the spirituality is indefinable, that, 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 uh, that, that, that fundamentally there is something about life and human life that goes beyond the easily definable and containable um, I think I mentioned to you uh, that some years ago I went on a conference uh, and it was about RE and religion and the spiritual and we were asked to distinguish between the religion and the spiritual and the only way I could do it would, was having a sort of image and my image of the spiritual was kind of like the particles floating around in a gas if that makes sense it's sort of amorphous, lively um, life-giving, really, uh, um, aspect to, 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 to reality. And then what happens is, as human beings, we shape that. Um, and that. so what I did was I sort of had, had a, um, the little the, the molecules moving around and then the religious symbols kind of giving a shape to it. 
Uh, and I think also as individuals, we do that. And it, it, it's just a way of human beings exploring what life means what, what, and, and understanding the or, or seeking to understand the purpose of, of life and that that is culturally and philosophically um, and uh, religiously or non-religiously shaped uh, and clarified. Oh. I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. Oh, thank you, Bill. I think that's such a a striking and, and relevant kind of imagery, really. You know, it's kind of that sense that all humans have an innate sense of spirituality and some express that in um, particular ways, perhaps religious, but also non-religious. And the fact that it's molecules, you know, me thinking in my head, it's, it gives a real vibrancy, um, dynamism to, yeah. to spirituality and, and in a way that isn't fixed. You know, it's kind of helps people to make sense um, of what it means to be human in their own particular time place. Yeah, so. yeah, and, and and I use the, the the image again. The images are so powerful, so useful, aren't they? Of the uh, subatomic uh, particles uh, that you just don't know where they are, but they're they're, they're sort of moving around, uh, and they hold everything, and it holds everything together. But what's really interesting, mine, is that there are many non-religious people who would say, "Yes, I'll accept the concept of spiritual." And there are many who would say, no, the concept of spiritual is meaningless. And so we have to accept that, um, you, you know, we, we, there is just no way, I think, of, of, of absolutely defining it. Mm. I think that's healthy, isn't it? I'd be very spurious if someone came up to me and said, this is what spirituality is. Yeah. Uh, no ifs, no buts, <laughs> no discussion. This is it. Yeah. You must that, accept this. You, you then know that one thing you can be sure of is that that's not spirituality. No. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so thank you so much, Bill. I think that gives a really nice springboard in, into the next question I'd love to, to hear your thoughts on. Mm. Um, so as I mentioned, there's this really rich vein of a question of spirituality in the 1988 Education Act. And, you know, it sits alongside the purpose of education to develop pupils morally, socially, culturally. Um, so I wonder, from your perspective, how does, could, might spirituality both sit outside those other three aspects? But the sense I get is it's not so clear-cut, perhaps. Well, I, I, I don't think it is clear. Well, well let's see. Let's mm. see how clear-cut uh, it, it, it can be. I think the, the critical thing is it... It, it can stand outside, but I don't think it can sound, stand separate from uh, the other three. Um, so if we, the, the way I, I have found helpful, and this sort of goes back to actually my, my second year of teaching. Um, and that's when I encountered what I call the survivor's plea, which is the, the dear teacher, um, I'm a survivor uh, of, the, uh, of the Holocaust. My eyes have witnessed what no man should see or my eyes have seen what no man should witness. And it, that finishes by saying um, reading, writing, arithmetic are, are important only if they serve to make human life more human. And that struck me then, you know, as a really, oh, human life more human. You don't sort of talk about um, dog life more canine or, or, or that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, and then when SMSC sort of became more explicit in 1988 and then 1994, 
um, it, it, it kind of, that, that, that spirituality part of it, the spiritual development, I always saw as, as questions of meaning, purpose and value, really, uh, value in life. And the, the question, what's it mean to be me and what's it mean to be human? Um, and so for me, it, it, it is those fundamental questions uh, about humanity, about meaning and purpose, um, which I think then lie at the root of how we make sense of life. Then the moral, if, do, you, do you want me just to sort of proceed from, yeah, from that? Because I, th- I, I, yeah. I do think there is a flow, you see. In fact, I get really quite annoyed when people say social, moral, spiritual and cultural. Um, I'm a bit pedantic, and, and it, but, but it's so important that the spiritual is there first. Because if the spiritual is about what's it mean to be me, what's it mean to be human, then the moral is about questions about right and wrong and how we decide what's right and wrong. And we, we come to those decisions on the basis of our spiritual values. So our understanding of what it means to be human inform, informs and shapes our moral values um, and, uh, and how we identify with what is right and what is wrong. Okay. As I say, there's no research here. This is just hunch. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then you've got the social values, which are how those moral values are lived in practice between individuals and groups of people. So the, the, the social values then are living out our spiritual and moral values in relation to other people. Okay. And then the re- for me, the really important bit is the cultural values, okay? Um, am I allowed openly to confess that I'm a Morris dancer here? Okay. Absolutely. Be- Absolutely. <laughs> because sometimes people sort of um, say that the cultural values, they limit it to things like whether or not ballet is superior to Morris dancing or art and all of that kind of thing. Clearly, Morris dancing is superior to ballet, but, uh, you know, that, that might be a little bit biased there. But actually, it's more than just art and music and that. And I understand the cultural values as being our ways of different ways of, of experiencing, responding to and expressing the, the, the spiritual, moral and social values that we have. And so um, for me, that that is kind of like that we have the shared human identity, but we experience, express and respond to it in different ways based on our culture and so you have that flow from the spiritual to the moral to the social to the cultural and then that feeds back into as we start to understand other people's ways of expressing what it means to be human that then can inform and enrich our own understanding and so it becomes this kind of cyclical thing of personal spiritual moral social and cultural growth and Mm. development Okay. Oh, Bill, that's so amazing. Thank you so much. And I was really struck when you were kind of articulating that link between them on a number of things, really. Um, The first of one is, I know many schools draw on the work of Rebecca Nye and her relational Mm -hmm. consciousness. Um, And for those who perhaps aren't familiar with the work of Rebecca Nye yet, her view is that spirituality is all about relationships. So spirituality is innate everyone has a spirituality and for her it's how individuals relate to themselves how they relate to the world how they relate to others and for some how they relate to 
something transcendent, God divine. And within that, then, if you were to take Rebecca Nye's model um, and apply that which you've just articulated, well, how should we then relate to others? Well, that encompasses so much of the moral and so much of mm-hmm. the social as well. And that, that aspect of, of culture. And I think what's really interesting as you were, were talking about the culture is we get a sense, and this comes from my RE background as well. I do believe that we understand ourselves more when we engage in conversations and we learn about others. You kind of, it really refines yeah. a bit. Like, yeah. Oh, brilliant. You know, this is what's on my to-be list. This is how I express myself and this is how others express themselves. And it kind of, anyway, I'm, I'm going off on one here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thanks, Bill. Thank you so much. Okay. And well, can I just say something, what you're saying about um, Rebecca Nye, mm. that, that um, for me, the, the thing about SMSC is it's educational that it, it, it's the duty of, uh, of schools to promote the spiritual, moral, social, cultural development of all pupils. And, um, and, and that then raises questions about the, 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 the fundamental purpose of education. Um, and, and I think there's a plurality of purposes, and, and some of the, the purposes are to do with knowing stuff and, 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 and uh, are moving on, but also at the heart of it, there is this kind of transformative relational side to it. And education is relational because we learn and we grow in, as, as Rebecca and I was saying, you know, in relation to ourselves, to other people and the world that we, we, we inhabit. And so in the context then of education, you've got the relationship between learning and teaching. You've got the relationship between the learner and the teacher and actually that can swap and it's all you know and then you've got the 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 relationship between the context and the approach or the pedagogy okay and that is kind of like held as a three-dimensional relational model and what holds it together which again goes back to this sort of particle physics if you like what's inside that like the the um the values and the dispositions and the experiences and the shared purposes of education, which are not static, they're not um, solidified. They are a dynamic that keeps the education process lively um, and, and, and keeps that humanising side to it. So that notion of relational is absolutely central, I think, to what education is about. And so SM, that's why SMSC is so important. Um, in not just church schools, but community schools and, and all ages. I think it's so important then, so useful to then see the classroom as a spiritual space in itself, uh, where those relationships can come to the fore. So yeah. I've got one more question I'd like to ask you, Bill. Um, many schools may be really interested in exploring this and simmering with these ideas further that we've discussed. I wonder if there's any other advice or wisdom um, or clarion calls that you might like to give colleagues listening. Um, That's a really good question. Uh, I think that there's a lot in RE now about worldviews and the worldviews approach. And I think actually, and and I think that Trevor Cooling has said this, that that any kind of academic work has got this kind of worldviews approach that 
what, what we are doing across the curriculum is engaging pupils and students with their understanding of the world and how they relate to the world. And I think um, that you can then, in the context of science or design technology or maths, you can approach um, the spiritual, moral, social and cultural across the curriculum in an appropriate way. And there are some subjects, you know, that are much more attuned to that. Um, but if we if we sort of see education as engaging children with their self-understanding and the understanding of their world, then it, it, it can be promoted through any subject. And that it is a whole school. To use Ofsted, Ofsted doesn't define spirituality in the, or the SMSC, but it's got useful descriptors that help schools to find ways that they can promote that uh, across the, cur the, the curriculum. Um, and... Uh, and, and, you know, Ofsted isn't the final say. What As a school, you've got to come to your own shared understanding of SMSC and, and share that with not just teachers, but with pupils, um, with parents, uh, so that you have got a rich uh, flow across the, 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 the SMSC. I'm just looking at, at, at all of this, that it's recognising that, you know, we all respond differently to life, but we have that shared human life. And a phrase I like is the phrase identity in difference, that we have a shared humanity, but we experience it in different ways, hence the cultural side of it. But also that if we have an indifference to identity, an identity indifference, then actually, you know, we're not serving the, 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 the pupils or the community and in fact, even, even the world. So to see that as a central purpose and really to give it opportunity in collective worship, across the curriculum, in church schools, but also in community schools, in all kinds of schools uh, and, and to value it and, and explore it. Um, and Ofsted is useful, but it's not the final say in that. And in fact, if I may say one other thing, it's SMSC that is the real opener. And British values are contained within SMSC. And if we're not careful, British values can close SMSC off. If all we do is say, oh, these are the British values, fundamental British values. I would encourage schools to see SMSC in its entirety and then to see uh, fundamental British values in inverted commas within that brilliant oh thank you so much bill it's been a, a real joy to to speak with you to have this conversation and thank you so much for for sharing your wisdom and your top tips um on this podcast episode well thank you i i hope it's, it has been helpful um because uh, it is such an important part of a, of a school's role in the lives of children young people and communities Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flourishing Together podcast. To receive updates on future conversations and access previous ones, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for journeying with us, and I hope you can join us again next time.